0: For as long as I can remember, calling someone emotional has been like a derogatory thing. Saying someone's too emotional has been a put down in a lot of circles. It continues to be. I mean, I have conversations with my friends uh, regularly, and they'll refer to people as being too emotional. Whether they're men or women. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of times it does have sexist connotations. Calling someone emotional or emotional like a woman breeds a negative you know, feeling or, or, or mark to it. And what we're going to be discussing tonight on the conduit of connection is how everybody has it wrong when it comes to emotion and feelings. Welcome to the Paradigm Lift Podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Yi, and this is episode 37, The Conduit of Connection. So, right off the bat, um, mammals, primates, humans, we are the apex of mammals and primates, right? What we all have in common is that we seek connection. It comes with the territory. We are social animals. We are a social species. We are the most social animal and the most social of all the social species on the planet. We seek connection with one another. It's why social media has become the behemoth that it has been Over the last 10 years and why it continues to dominate our lives in so many different ways, we seek connection with one another. And the conduit of the connection that we seek with one another is within the median of emotion and our feelings. This may come as a shock to a lot of you, but that is precisely how we connect with one another. Think about your interactions with people. If you removed any and all emotion and feeling from those interactions, what are those interactions like? They're shit. Right? So, think about that next time you reflexively try to put someone down and tell them they're being too emotional. Now, here's the thing. Our connections are made in two realms when we speak of emotions and feelings. We have the realm of creative emotions and feelings, and we have the realm of survival emotions and feelings. And I touched upon this in previous episodes of the Paradigm Love podcast. And what we want to do optimally within ourselves is... To be able to identify when we are operating in survival mode and make sure it's applicable in that space and time. Now, we're never going to become robots to the point, you know, where we can like stop, be in a situation, assess, apply proper emotion and feeling, and then take action. You know, because if you're crossing the street and a car comes barreling down. At you running a red light, you're going to just instinctively get into survival mode and do what you have to do to survive. But what we want to do is make sure that we use our survival emotions because I want to be very clear, there are no bad emotions, there are no good emotions, but there are different emotions and feelings that are more productive in certain situations than they are. And others, and I'll touch more upon that in a few minutes. But, you know, so we don't want to misapply our emotions and feelings. We need to do a better job of applying them in situations that are going to be more productive and optimal for us in the outcomes. And and that enhances our lives across the board. So we connect through our emotions and feelings. But the problem is, is that we easy, easily connect through anger, anxiety, fear, jealousy, lack, loss. In the same way that we connect through love, joy, empathy, compassion, Right? So, you know, some people listening to this may be like, well, you know, it doesn't necessarily apply to me. And there are people out there who enjoy the the fortunate randomness of being brought up in a psychologically and emotionally healthy environment where they tend to make good connections with the right people A lot of the times, and you may not even fully understand or know why, because a lot of this is implicitly taught, which means we don't understand it. We're not aware of it. We just absorbed it because of the environment we are in. But for the majority of us, we did not really grow up in emotionally or psychologically healthy environments. And that's not to cast a stone at anybody, you know, my my parents loved me to death, they did the best that they can do with what they knew, right? And And that holds true for all of our parents and stuff, but we are in a time where we have so much information available to us, and there is no reason not to improve or not to grow unless you're operating in the sphere of those survival emotions, and I'll get into that right now, so... It's actually physiological. It's emotional. When the body operates in a survival mode, when fight or flight is activated, physiological things happen in the body that stop it from being able to be in growth mode because it's only going to do what it needs to do to survive. That's why... Blood circulation is cut off from your your intestinal tracts. That's why blood circulation is increased in your hands, feet, arms, and leg. Your respiration goes up. Your heart rate goes up. Your pupils dilate. Your body is getting ready to fight or flight. Certain chemicals are now released. You know what I'm talking about if you've ever experienced that. You cannot learn. You cannot do something productive. Your system resorts to doing what it was taught or trained to do or conditioned to do when you are in imminent fear or think you're in danger. And the same thing holds true with the mind and your emotions. When you're operating in those those emotional states, you're not taking in any new data or information. You're not able to. You're only going to do what you're conditioned to do so to survive in that situation, and in that state, whatever it is. Whatever you've been conditioned to do. Whether it's angry, whether it's, you know, get angry or cry or... um however that mechanism works in you. It's going to be subjective in a lot of us. But the feeling is the same. Uh, the emotion is you know, the same. We just apply a different feeling to it. When you connect with someone in those spaces, in, in those realms, that relationship has a very low statistical probability of being healthy or productive. However, it will feel comfortable. And that's the kick in the balls, because our brain is designed for comfort. And with that, we apply these mechanisms of security and stability. So, listen to what I'm saying very carefully. If you operate in those realms of survival emotions, and you seek out connections with people in those realms it's going to feel comfortable but it's not healthy and it's not productive that's why people seek out and get into abusive relationships people connect through medians of anger anxiety and jealousy and they explode and then they have great sex afterwards and they connect all of these dots thinking it's love that's not love ladies and gentlemen you're always in lack you're always in fear you're seeking something you're seeking to fill a void you're seeking to have someone else provide something to you for you that you don't feel you have and so you're seeking that out and this is all implicitly this is not uh, this is not to and i hope my 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 tone and how i'm coming off is congruent with this, this is not about judgment or criticism. It's observation. I've experienced this at different points in my life. It's only after I've learned certain things and been able to work on certain things and been able to grow out of certain things. And, and it's part of why I write. It's why I speak. It's why I do these podcasts because I'm just trying to share what I've learned because it's improved my life. It's helped me. And I'm, I hope it, it in some Form or fashion does the same to whoever stumbles upon, you know, this podcast, you know, my 10 listeners or so, and helps them out. In the realm of creative emotions that we have, love, joy, stability, security, when we're calm and relaxed and we feel safe, we're in a completely different state emotionally and physiologically. This is the state where we can go ahead and challenge ourselves, where we could learn, where we could problem solve, where we could push ourselves, where we take our home, uh, homes, our hopes and our dreams and we critically think and we expand and we grow And we push ourselves beyond what we are normally capable of. Gradually, we nudge ourselves to newer plateaus and and develop things. That does not happen when you're in survival state. Because it's just not something that's possible. So, the million dollar question is how do you form those types of healthy connections with people. Because remember, you're always going to be implicitly seeking out connections with people, and you're going to be seeking out these connections in certain states based on where you're at, what you're conditioned to. You know, that's why people end marriages, end relationships, quit jobs, because they say, that, you know, partner or boyfriend or husband, wife, spouse, boss, coworker, whatever was this type of person, I had to go and they go into a new situation, new relationship, new job, new marriage, and it's the same shit because of what's going on implicitly. So in order to effectively operate from this creative state you have to focus on the self because you cannot effectively share what you don't have so you can't share love you can't share and create joy and happiness and project security and stability and calm if you don't have it you can't lend money out to someone that you don't have And if you want to be a part of and create healthy and productive connections with people and have those types of relationships, you have to have that within yourself. So you have to go about developing self love, self empathy, self compassion, self trust. You have to rid yourself of. Self-criticism, self-judgment, self-condemnation. You know, we are all incredibly hard on ourselves sometimes, some more so than others. And you have to start working on being a kinder of person to yourself. As the saying goes, be a better friend to yourself. Take care of yourself. Eat health, health, excuse me, healthy foods. Get enough sleep. Okay? Do things that put you in creative states. Do those things that genuinely make you feel good. And I'm not speaking about ego-stroking stuff or narcissistic stuff. You know, I like to, I obviously, you've heard me speak about it a lot of times, my foundational feel-good things that I do are read and write and go for walks, right, Um, I, I try to do as many little things on a daily basis, my habits, right, we have to create healthy habits, feel good habits, productive habits, habits that optimize our lives, you know, and put us in those moods and states that we frequently want to be in, a lot of it is, you know, I'm going off on a tangent here, is removing the ego, But, you know, self-love and and self-care is very important. And that's something that is not ingrained in us, so many of us. You know, so we need to eat better foods. We need to drink more water. We need to do those things that bring us to that place where we can be creative and share something with someone. And then bring them into that. It's a completely different perspective when you're building relationships with people and seeking connections and this is not just intimate relationships ladies and gentlemen these are friendships these are relationships you have in your family relationships you have at work you know your relationship with yourself is the template that dictates every other relationship you're going to have with everyone else if you hate yourself you're down on yourself you're always putting yourself down you Talk bad about yourself, you have a bad narrative, you're going to have those types of relationships with those types of people. And worse is, you may seek people to make you change how you feel about yourself. And that may work, that may not work, but in the long term and in the long run, that's not healthy and that's not optimal right so it's not about good or bad emotions we need survival emotions we need them you know they serve a purpose they wouldn't have survived evolution over the last two million years or so if they didn't serve a purpose we need them they serve a purpose we need anger we need anxiety we need fear but we need to properly put them in the right places so we we need to be more emotional in our lives. But we need to be more creative. We need to operate more in the creative realm. So I used to have a lot of irrational fears. A lot. I mean, I, when I was younger, I had a fear of talking to, you know, and approaching women and girls. I used to just be that guy that, you know, I, I'd let them approach me because I, I had, you know, that, Irrational fear of rejection, being rejected, I would make it seem, you know, I would internalize it and make it about me. And, you know, it's not about you. It's, 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 it's just one of those things. Every, everybody likes different things for different reasons. So, it's, it's not anything that anyone needs to internalize. But I had a fear of heights. I had a fear of dogs. I had a fear of clowns. When I was a kid, I was insanely scared of clowns. And I know people think, like, clowns are, like, scary. And stuff, and, and particularly for children and stuff, but you know, I, was, I had that fear that, of clowns that stayed with me until I was like you know, a teenager and stuff. so um, But we all have these irrational fears. And the thing about irrational fears is like when we don't process them and when we don't understand them we can jump to anger and get crazy over, you know, something that's really nonsensical and that's a wrong, you know, it's the wrong application of it. So, you know, don't knock fear, don't knock anger, don't knock anxiety, but try to do a better job of managing them. You know, it comes down to management and the application. And on the flip side, I think a lot of people will be able to relate to what I say about this. We are all better at Getting in touch with labeling and expressing our survival emotions than we are our creative emotions. Everybody's better at being angry than they are at being loving. A lot of people are, anyway. People that are in those, in, in what I spoke about, those uh, psychologically and emotionally healthy environments, they're listening to me now like, that guy's crazy. That's not how I operate. Well, we're all trying to get there, people. <laughs> we all want to get into that psychologically and emotionally healthy space. But it's true, and there's, there's, you know, there are a lot of theories as to why that is. Evolutionary speaking, you know, we needed to focus more on threats in order to survive, and that stayed with us over you know millions or so years, and that's why we're so attracted to the car wreck, and that's why we like watch the news because we're attracted to hearing about all of that you know, that bad shit that's always going on and reported and then that becomes our reality and it becomes, you know, self-fulfilling and, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. So developing and practicing love, joy, happiness, and and being compassionate and, you know, having empathy takes practice. And, you know, being more trusting takes practice. Those, Those are all things that take practice to have more of and to create we're really good at getting angry right you know i mean some of us are so good at good at it it's it's astonishing but how good how good are we or how how often do you see people that are so good at being happy so good at being loving right so good at, at expressing and sharing joy i mean some of us are so fucked up that when we see that we think there's something wrong with that person think about that I'll never forget when I first started traveling down south. Born and raised in New York City, I currently live in New Jersey. But when I first experienced um, going down south or going to Florida, coming out of you know New York City, and people were so nice. I, I, this is embarrassing. I've only told a handful of people of this. I think I, my my very first experience was like I went down to like a CVS or Walgreens or something. Dwayne Reed, one of those like pharmacy type stores, and it was, I may have been uh, going to visit my dad, who uh, at the time lived in Gainesville, and you know, an old gentleman just who didn't work in, in the place and knew me, uh, didn't know me, just was very nice to me, and said something to, like greeted me as if he knew me and was very hospitable. And I didn't say nothing. I, I, I returned the gesture, but I had like this reflexive response in me, emotionally. Like, I, you know, I felt it in my gut and in my body. Like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Like, why doesn't he just leave me alone? Right? You know, and, and if you're from New York, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you're like from the South or the Midwest or, you know, a more civilized part of the country, you know, like, a New Yorker when you see them and stuff and everything. It's pretty obvious. But, you know, so it's like, it's, it's a conditioning thing. And it's what you're, you know, what I had, you know, been uh, conditioned to and exposed to. And it took a lot of time, you know, and, and effort and energy to um, consciously want to make, you know, certain changes. And, and, and I've been successful in doing that. So what I'm getting at is, like, emotions. In closing it out. Emotions are not a bad thing. We need them. Everybody on this planet, especially now with what's going on with the virus and all of this polarization and this political nonsense, and just everybody could use more love, joy, happiness, empathy, and compassion. See, right now, the majority of at least the people in the United States, everyone is in survival mode. Everyone. On both sides of the political spectrum. Everyone is in survival mode. That doesn't bode well. Because, remember, when you're in survival mode, you can't do anything other than what you've been conditioned to do to survive. You're not bringing in new information, new data. The people across this country that are so against wearing a mask, they're in survival mode. They're not going to be told what to do and they don't care what kind of information or data you present in front of them because their fear of being told what to do or having something taken from them is running the show right now. And the people on the other side are in survival mode and they don't even realize it because they're in a position where their fear is having something taken from them by the people who aren't wearing masks, which is like, you know, their health and their life and so forth. I, I'm not choosing sides, I'm just explaining um, the, the mindset, you know. So everybody's in survival mode, and there's no problem solving capability when people are in survival mode because people are just completely defensive. It's like everybody on the highway experiencing road rage at the same time. Everybody's trying to run each other off the road. No one's trying to just stay in their lane and go about their business and do what's best for everybody that's driving their cars. So emotions, remember, work on the self. You have to practice self-love, self-care, self-empathy, self-trust. Remove criticism, remove self-judgment, remove self-criticism because you can't give what you don't have. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Paradigm Lift Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Yee. Take care.